Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Episode 6 of Ahsoka for me was by far the best episode, I think, of any Star Wars show that we've had to date. It just really built up so many of the characters that we've been waiting to see for the last five episodes. But it also finally opened up so much with Balin and Shin. And I think these were two characters that we really wanted to learn about since the beginning. You know, since we saw them on that ship in the very beginning of the first episode, where these guys are wielding orange lightsabers and they're just very mysterious. And we're wondering, who are they? You know, Shin's got this Jedi braid, but she's not a Jedi. They're not Jedi. So it makes you wonder, right? The whole time we were so invested in these villains and we wonder, you know, what's their overall outlook on the Jedi and the galaxy? And so finally, Six started to really open up a whole lot for us with primarily those two characters, you know, let alone Thrawn coming in and the night troopers who I believe are dead and this and that. And then, of course, Ahsoka, you know, on her way, but then Sabine and Ezra getting together and uniting. But mainly that episode for me was about Balin and Shin, and it was a really refreshing moment because I feel like I know a lot about the Jedi, especially during the prequel. You know, you ask me about the first six films, I feel like I got it down. I know so much about it. I've studied it. I've been so passionate about it. I've read the books on the outside, and I know a lot about the characters, and I just feel like I really understand it. So when you throw in a new Jedi, it can go one of two ways. It can go really poor, kind of like Reva to me. I'm like, what is this? Okay, And then you get Balin who is like so stoic and powerful, and we see that he's General Balin Skull, which means that during the Clone Wars, he must have been somebody of importance. Then he goes off and survives Order 66. He's pretty upset about what happened with Anakin. I think he hates Anakin. Goes on to have this Padawan who has a Padawan braid and yet uses an orange lightsaber. And so to me, I'm very intrigued and like, what is this dude's deal? Because either they stay in the light or they go full Sith, but this guy's kind of in the middle. He's like a Bendu almost. So we started to get this opening of these two characters and we started to see Balin's point of view of Order 66 and the Jedi and the Republic and the Empire and all this and that from the outside, from a third person perspective almost. It's not from Anakin or Obi-Wan or Padme or Palpatine or Yoda. It's from someone that's been removed and obviously added in later on now, right? Not like it was George's character or maybe he had talked about such a character before. I don't know. I really enjoyed that episode and so when we got to Seven, there wasn't really much Shin and Balin at all. And for me, that was a bit of a letdown. It was just a little bit of a lame fight for Ezra, Sabine, and Ahsoka coming in. And it was just kind of, you know, there was a lot of puttering. They were just puttering around. And it was just the scenes were going back and forth. And I feel like, you know, we don't have many episodes left. We got one left now, and that's it. Who knows when we get the next Ahsoka show, right? So for me, I was like, this is really, really important. 
and we're kind of just wasting time. So yeah, you know, fun episode for maybe like a third or fourth episode and maybe like a, you know, whatever season it would be. But I wanted to see more. I wanted to see more progression and development with Balin. And that's my main gripe with Seven. Now I think personally we're going to get something really amazing with Eight. I just think, you know, the whole season has been phenomenal. So I don't see it lacking in any sense for the finale. I think Dave obviously has a plan, but I'm just very confused as to what happened in Seven. There was, of course, you know, the character progression with Ezra not using his lightsaber, which means that he's more powerful in the Force now, and he's much more confident, and maybe he's rusty with the saber. And this kind of goes in line with what Kanan told him in Rebels. It was something I'm paraphrasing. I remember it was about him using a lightsaber doesn't make you a Jedi or something like that. But anyways, you know, I guess every master has a different rule to give their students, kind of like Obi-Wan giving Anakin, this weapon is your life. So for me, I think Seven kind of puttered around too much, and so I'm I'm worried what's going to happen in Eight. This is the end of the show. So we didn't really progress all that much from Six, and now it's like Ezra, Ahsoka, and Sabine are together, and they got the ship there, so it's like, well, this is almost like a Last Jedi moment to me, you know, where Rey closes the door of the ship and... Bada bing, bada boom, happily ever after somewhat, you know, except for Luke croaking and taking the uh, the metal hand with him. So I feel like this is just a, a moment of happiness where I was expecting something to be, you know, really going even more wrong. Uh, I guess we're going to have to wait and see what happens with 8. I almost feel like we might get an Empire Strikes Back ending where things will really go wrong. Like Thrawn is going to completely just peace out from that galaxy. And Ahsoka, Sabine, Ezra, Balin, and Shin are going to be trapped there. And they're on their own little journey now. Why did Balin sacrifice Shin? I'm going to go into that in the next video. And it's a pretty compelling theory, but I'd love to know what you guys think about it. So that's my thoughts on Episode 7 compared to 6. 6 was by far my favorite. 7, it was fun, but you know, it just puttered around a little bit too much for me. And I was expecting something to be a little bit more uh, gravitational, a little more heavy, you know. So um, we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, I love you guys. Thank you so much for watching my thoughts on this in this video or listening on Star Wars Theory Podcasts on Spotify and iTunes. And I'll catch you guys in the next one. We have a few days left until the finale. So I hope it's going to be marvelous. Until then, remember the Force will be with you always.